Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Colacott, with new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month. Catch Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. How's it going, everybody? TJ Sutherland here on the Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast. See, I can get it right, see? Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, welcome to our podcast. Uh, I'm your host, TJ Sutherland. Uh, alongside me this fine evening are the uncomparable Imran Mirza. Howdy. And the devastatingly dashing Dan Collicott. That's wow, awesome. okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> that, 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 that's your follow-up from there. Okay, fine. Um... <laughs> Well, cool. Okay. Really. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So, for today's podcast, uh, this is the third and final instalment of our Change the Ending trilogy. Um, first one we covered Dan's choice of what was it? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've oh. fucking forgotten as well. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dan's choice, which was Battlestar Galactica. No, and... no, no. You don't have to do it again. I'm leaving all of that in. <laughs> <laughs> it's all supposed to fix this stuff in post, man. Come on. Anyway, so <laughs> the second one, you had my one, which I didn't remember what my one was now. Uh, my one, which, which was, what was my one? Watchman. Watchman. Watchman, that's the one. <laughs> and today we have Imran, who will be covering Imran. I do know what it is, by the way. I'll just let you do it. <laughs> I'm I'm going with The Dark Knight Rises. Cool. I did I did warn you this is gonna be a bit of a car crash, so it's, <laughs> I will never be hosting one ever again. But Imran, um but yeah. Imran, I thought we were doing Police Academy three. Well, no, no, we keep debating this. I'm a giant fan of that. There's nothing I would change about Police Academy 3. Citizens on Patrol is a different matter, but you refuse to let that be a discussion point. So, well, you guys, you guys said Police Academy, and I I didn't know which one, so I ended up watching all 15 of them, which (laughs) made my week pretty sucky, to be honest. Was um, there a cartoon series as well? Yes, there was a cartoon series. I don't, I'm was, not even like... sure how they got away with that one, but <laughs> it was the 80s. Who cares? Um, so, Imran, tell us uh, about... Tell, give us a lowdown on the... If, in case there's anyone out there who's been living under a rock and doesn't know anything about The Dark Knight. Uh, sorry, is it Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises? Rises. Ah, Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you want to tell us a bit about the film and, uh, yeah. So... Dark Knight Rises, as you said, you're absolutely right. Very little introduction, I imagine, is required. It's the third and final uh, installment of Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman, a.k.a. Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, This features Christian Bale in the titular role. Um, uh, It's a a revered trilogy. I I think that's not a disputable uh, fact. The film in question follows the immeasurably successful uh, The Dark Knight with God, a scene-stealing and Oscar-winning Heath Ledger as the Joker, which was just the most incredible thing. 
um yeah. uh, for that movie really really it's a great movie in general but he was just oh he just lit it up every time so it was a well-deserved uh, accolade i thought he was amazing uh so pressure's on pressure's on you have this game-changing superhero movie and you followed up with uh the dark knight rises and uh the introduction of uh tom hardy as bane was fantastic i remember i saw bronson uh like two weeks before i heard the announcement of tom hardy as bane and i thought jesus like what that's incredible like super excited about that um and he was a great uh kind of contrast i thought uh heath ledger's uh joker is you know incredibly taxes batman mentally and then you have bane who obviously tax him taxes him physically and I, I thought the dichotomy of of those two were uh it was it was yeah it was a great transition from sort of one to the other um yeah i i mean that's dark knight rises i mean i'm uh no matter what i say from this point going forward i have to i desperately want to make very very clear that i love this movie i really truly love this movie um, so you're going to set it up and then, and then bury it completely. <laughs> but it's the, it's really it's that last five minutes. But we'll get there in a minute. But I'm I'm a big fan of the movie. I think that uh, obviously the trilogy, as I said, is is it's incredibly revered. It's sort of reestablished, I think, a benchmark for Batman going forward. Um, I have to confess, I've only seen Batman Begins twice, and I fell asleep both times. Um, what? I know it's the first time I remember putting it on very, very, very late. Um, and then the second time, I don't know why I fell asleep, but, uh, it's cause you're a terrible I, yeah. person. Well, I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I guess but I'm, I, I actually would love to sit down and watch it again, but it never, I, I was never in love with the first one, but I'm guessing you two were, uh, Dark Knight, I adored, uh, Dark Knight Rises. I, I'm really crazy about as well, but what do you, what are your guys thoughts on the, on this movie on the trilogy, really? Um, I actually didn't see Batman Begins in the cinema. Uh, and when I did see it, it didn't grab me. I remember thinking it was okay, but it, it didn't really... I didn't think it was a, a, an amazing film. So after I'd seen the Heath Ledger film, um, I went back and watched it again. And I think I enjoyed it far more the second or third time I watched it. And I think I've watched it a couple of times since on TV. Um, so it, it definitely has, has a lot of rewatch value. Hmm. Um, but totally agree. I think Dark Knight is, well, for me, it, it's my number one superhero film out oh. there. I, there's, there's nothing that comes, every t- comes close to it. Every time I watch it, I enjoy it as much if not more um but i think well i won't know until till you say what you're going to say about um the final film in the trilogy but i think i've probably got a similar opinion to you imran um as well as the sound mixing uh, we, we were chatting just before we started recording we were chatting about christopher nolan's um kind of infamously bad sound mixing but Bane's voice I love Tom Hardy Tom Hardy is again one of the the, the top five actors alive in my opinion but his his voice as Bane was just it wasn't only because what do you mean? You, yeah you couldn't really hear what um he was saying it was also 
a really strange accent. Like, I don't know. I mean, in the comics, I'm, I'm not an expert on Batman in comics and TV, but I always thought, you know, Bane was this kind of former Mexican wrestler. And he was always sort of a goon and a henchman. And to sort of portray him as a sort of... <laughs> sort of <laughs> Pantomime villain. Yeah, it was just sort of... I I grew up in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> like, where was it? You don't even... <laughs> like, it was very odd. And it took a lot of... We were really more into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You totally jacked away my bit. To be fair, that is a great line, but the voice just kind of kills it. (laughs) I really like. Are we getting a thumbs down on Bane voice? I think so. Oh my god, I love it. It's it's just weird. It's not. It's (laughs) it's weird. I mean, fight uh, like a younger man. I love his voice. It's 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 funny because like in a in a weird way it. It's kind of cool, but it's also kind of very weird. It's it's a very weird choice stylistically, uh, and for for Nolan as well. I think I, I I just felt like, you know, in some ways when I when I watch that scene when he's kicking the shit out of him and he's um <laughs> and he's just telling him about himself, it, the voice kind of works in a in a comical, not in a, not in a ha ha way, but in a well, dude, you're getting your ass kicked by a guy who talks like that. That takes a bit. <laughs> like that sort of way. And I, I find humor in, in, that se- in, that, in that scene with, the, with that voice. But wow. they, they could have they done, done better with that, I think. It's just the fact he looks... I mean, he's not a tall actor, I don't think. But he, he looks so physically intimidating yeah. in, that, in that really odd, you know mask and kind of breathing apparatus setup. You know, he really does look the part. And so when you then see this incredibly muscular, intimidating villain talk talk like, I don't know, uh, a 17th century gent, it's a <laughs> bit weird. It's just like, why, why are you talking like that? Because, uh, I don't know, there's always... I mean, he start, starts off in a helicopter and he's coming from somewhere to America. And you think, well, is he American? Is he South American? Is he is he British? What, what is what is what is the the story behind the the weird accent? And that 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 never kind of really recovers, even if you you know throughout that film you, you do get used to it. You know, it's not it doesn't ruin. The film at all but it, it is a bit strange yeah i mean as like having watched uh as so having read the comics a while and like read the original nightfall storyline where bane's introduced and all that kind of stuff i just of all the voices that i i could have put with the bane character that is not one i would have ever thought up in a million years <laughs> it, it's, yeah it's just it's very out there um yeah, I mean to echo Dan as well. Although slightly different with um, like Batman Begins, I enjoyed it. It, it was weird though because it came off the back of a, a slew of really poor Batman films, and I think I rated it higher than I. It, it's kind of not 
gone down in my estimations, but I don't rate it as highly as I did when I first saw it. When I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest Batman film ever, blah, blah, blah. But in hindsight, I'd come off the back of a lot of very, very bad Batman films. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, anything would have been, would have been a, would have been a godsend. And it, and it, it it's, it's, it's still a good film. It's a good, like, launch point for, for that trilogy as well, I think. Um, but yeah, second film, absolutely incredible. Heath Ledger knocks it out of the park. Just, just, yeah, every time I watch it, it's like watching it for the first time. Um, never get tired of watching that film. Um, and yeah, Dark Knight Rises, it's okay. Wow. It's very long. It's very long. I think I remember going to the cinema and thinking, it, it's, it's very a long. very, very long film. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, sorry, it's, it's yeah, very long. Yeah. It's very long. I remember going to the cinema and thinking it's very it's long. long. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking about it now, it's, I, it's very long. <laughs> it's funny because like, so I, I just went to see Tenant uh, today for the second time, and that's 150, 150 minutes. So yeah, it's like, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel that long. It seems to fly by quite rapidly. Um, but with Dark Knight Rises, there were a couple of times like, okay, Bum's getting a bit dead now. A little bit of looking at the watch kind of thing where you're kind of thinking, okay, the film should be coming to a climax now. Oh, there's another bit coming. Okay, fine. Oh, everyone's <laughs> dead now. Okay, oh, okay, there's another bit. All right, fine. And it, it wasn't, I, that sounds really bad, but it, it, it was one of those films where you noticed the, the length of it as opposed to some films can be three hours long and just seem to fly by. Well, it, it, it was a different experience for me, actually, because I was so pumped from uh, Dark Knight and I knew um, that they had announced this was the final in their series of, of movies about, uh, you know, about this. And I, I think with the introduction of Bane made it all the more kind of enticing about where they were going to take the story, knowing what, you know, their what the infamous Bane and batman interaction is i was like wow are they really going to go for like the bold finish um so i was very yeah i was really edge on my seat for the whole thing i was yeah one of those films i didn't sort of want to end if you know what i mean and it was 15 minutes longer than tenant so i wasn't wrong (laughs) well to be fair um dark knight rises was the longest film in the trilogy by about 20 minutes Ooh, ouch yeah. They seem to have got twenty minutes longer each film. Yeah, well, you know, it's got a lot of stories to tell. Yeah. Um. So, moving on to. By the way, I was just uh, eyeing up the Wikipedia page for Dark Knight Rises, and it uh, made one billion in the box office. So it did well. Um. Jeez. So, Imran, what can you yes. do to improve upon that one billion dollars gate that it made? Oh, Can I, you make it two billion with your ending? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I actually, I. Oh, then why are we having this, this... conversation? <laughs> Finish up. If you can't make it a better film, why would you do this? Well, well how's about <laughs> I, I recount my issues with the ending first, and then yeah. we can see if there's another billion dollars in my <laughs> uh, my minor pitch. Um, but sort of the ending, right? So as it as it plays out, I will objectively go through the series of events. Um, that happened and then why they infuriated me uh, to no end. But uh, we have the um, the revelation of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character um, as he's being distributed the, the stuff from Bruce's will. Um, he His name is announced as Robin. 
Um, he then is given like a, a map and a details about basically where to find the Batcave. Um, and basically he's bequeathed the, the role, the title, everything that uh, was attributed to uh, Batman is now Joseph Gordon-Levitt to potentially become Robin or Nightwing or Batman again. Um, so from there, we also received the, the revelation that Wayne Manor is to be converted to uh, an orphanage uh, for wayward youths, etc. We then move on to to find out that um, uh, uh, Alfred, bless him, has returned to the cafe that he uh, he references very early into the movie, and uh, describing his kind of uh, fantasy of seeing Bruce there one day, knowing that he had left behind this life of pain and torment, and uh, we we find that having come to fruition basically and bruce has faked his death uh in a bid to you know sever the ties of of gotham and his past and batman and to live a life supposedly with um selena kyle so that's objectively the series of events as they play out in the film's conclusion are we agreed oh yeah i do you know what when you said you were going to change it i thought you were going to like you know, you were going to go back a little bit. I didn't realize you were talking about the very, very last the ve- segment. The very yeah. oh wow, Apple, okay. I, yeah, I thought you were talking about how he overcame Bane and maybe you should have no. done it this way. And da, 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 da. no, I'm not, like, no, not okay. at all. all right. okay. It's literally the end. It's literally <clears throat> the last five minutes. Everything okay. else, I, I mostly thoroughly enjoyed, but it, it is it is though that last five ish minutes. Okay, before um, we go, before you yeah. do that bit, then can we just just one thing which I thought was a little bit crap before that. Oh, go yeah. And that is how he ends up defeating Bane. Because he doesn't. It's not him, is it? Is it him or is it Selina? Well, you know, he, he, they fight. He does beat him. And then Bane sort of pathetically goes, I broke you. How could you be here? And then <laughs> Selina ultimately, I think that's when question. Talia... <laughs> I could do better. Uh, Talia kind of then stabs Bruce and they kind of have the upper hand, but then Selena Carl comes and shoots him with the bat bike. Does she shoot him? Or does she, I thought she just run him over. I think she shoots him. I think the gun, there was like a gun on the bike. So it's not like with a, a gun, like a handgun, but it's with a, like the bat bike has like a gun, I think. Uh-huh. And as she bursts in, she shoots him. But Batman d- actually does defeat him until Talia sort of uh, reveals who she is. Isn't that a bit of the bomb as well? That's oh, no, that's, the, that's that's oh, yeah, that's after that. Oh yeah, so, yeah. But I, I so, thought yeah, so it's, 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 it's Catwoman who, who kills Bane. Ultimately, yeah. yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and even then, you don't know if you, she's killed him because you don't mm. see the effect of it's. It's a very action-led set piece. And you don't actually see if Bane is dead or not, or any kind of wrap up to his character and his. And you should you should know by now, no one ever dies in comics. <laughs> well, that's it, <laughs> and I think it's um, it's it's a difficult one because you know even even in um, the Dark Knight, Joker is technically left just swinging from yeah, uh, some scaffolding. Now, Killian, uh, Killian Murphy's character, a Scarecrow, doesn't die. Obviously, he appears in the, uh, the subsequent two movies as well. He does because he's Christopher Nolan's mate. Do you know that? 
Yeah, uh, well, from the amount of movies they've done together, I kind yeah. of assumed it, yeah. A good friend. So, um, But yeah, and I, I guess it's weird that they don't address that. You know, you don't have Joker. Obviously, I know he's Heath Ledger passed away, but posthumously I kind of felt like there should have been something referencing him being in, you know, Arkham or something like that. But yeah, I... I well, in I, fairness, that would have been eight years later, though, wouldn't it? I mean, the, the time from Dark Knight to Rises is actually set eight years. There's eight years between those two movies. True, but even so, you know, he's not going to have... He, it's not like he's going to have been... Um, well, he could have broken out of Arkham by then, but yeah, it'd just been nice. But anyway, yeah. that, that's not the, the point I think we're making. It's just at the, yeah, the end of this incredible um, feud between Batman... And Bane is really unsatisfying and really just, mm. I don't know, just, just undercooked because for some reason for, for a film that is, I think it's like two hours and 50 minutes or something like that, for a film that is that long, I just thought that they, they rush on to the to the next bit, um, which then goes off into the uh, Lord of the Rings style ending where it's just, oh God, is it, is it going to end? No. <laughs> Nope, still something else. It's not ending. Still not ending. And from that point on, I'll let you uh, paint that particular picture, Mr. Merzer. But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay, in line with the events as described, I'll go through each one and then we can discuss them all uh, however uh, you guys wish. But so... The reveal of Gordon Levitt's character as his name is actually Robin. Name. I mean, right. Thank you. Great. I remember my face visibly contorting when I saw it in the cinema of like, what? Like, that is the most... It literally felt like Nolan, in that moment, walked into the shot, stared right down the camera and went, get it? Robin? Just did a massive Get it? Wink. Did a massive wink. Exactly. Nudge as in Batman and Robin. Get it? Huh? It was that absurd. <laughs> it was so unnecessary. It was like that. Um, I don't know if you guys have gone off on a tangent now, but do you remember the 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 new series of the Star Trek movies that they had? Uh, the uh, Chris Pine, obviously, as Kirk. Oh, yeah. In the second yeah. one with Benedict Cumberbatch, right, where yeah. they did Khan. They have that really weird scene where uh, Cumberbatch, uh, where Khan has given a false name earlier in the movie. And then when they talk to him, he's like in a cell or something. And then he really puts this absurd emphasis when he reveals his actual name. And he's like, my name is Khan. And it's like, what a ridiculous thing. And like, that doesn't, the only person that services are people that saw the movie 30 odd years ago. People in that scene, it's such a ridiculous emphasis and such an unnecessary line. That, I've gone off on a tangent, but it's like if you were there, you'd be like, "All right, mate." Like, my name is Dan. Okay, why? So, like, what does Easy. that mean? By the way, next podcast that's how we're introducing all of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went off on a tangent. Dan Carlicott. <laughs> Andy Mermeza. Um <laughs> <That's> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> 
but okay so the, the the introduction of his name as robin i thought was just stupid i just it made no sense to me at all how anyone thought that was a good idea first that was the first thing second thing you've just spent three movies basically ramming down the audience's throats that being batman is a curse it is it has prevented bruce wayne from moving on with his life it has prevented him from living a, a decent life it's prevented him from move from being able to move on from his parents death it cost him the love of his life it cost her life as well right so it's now to the point where bruce wayne has and now has realized i don't want to do this anymore i know i'll just pass the curse on why would you bequeath the role to someone else when you know what it did to you and you've you've handed it over to someone who has that same kind of anger and that same frustration who is also an orphan and you've you've passed on you've literally passed on the poison chalice that makes no sense it makes no sense that you would basically have alfred in every scene master bruce why did you do this to yourself and then him just like yeah i'm gonna make i'm gonna give this evil curse to someone else hang on on, on. but but talking about robin or robin john blake is is there any reference in this film because I, I can't remember to him losing his parents yeah. to a tragic circus accident <laughs> i don't he is an orphan i remember I that much i know he's an orphan but <laughs> okay i don't remember the uh, tragic circus stuff i don't <laughs> think so okay so it but, might be uh, that he yeah. doesn't have the same level of angst i mean you're right with I mean, this. Well, he this does. Guy, he, that's why he leaves. He quits the the police force because he's like the injustice, and uh, I'm, so, yeah, I'm tired sure. of this system. And uh, I'm, you know, this system doesn't read the read the results that someone like Batman can achieve on his own, or uh, a vigilante justice is basically what he's in favor of because it's justice that he can control and actually deliver. But it just makes no sense why you would actively pass it on. Do you know what I mean? Like you've just spent three movies saying what a curse this is. How could you then hand it to someone else? To me, I didn't. it just made no sense. Uh, and then moving on quickly again, Wayne Manor becomes an orphanage. You've just stockpiled the next 10 years of Batman. That's literally all that came across. So it's like you've, you've <laughs> it just makes no sense. So it's like here in the note that Robin gets, it's probably like, so upstairs, we just got a bunch of orphans. So just as I found Robin, go up there and find a kid named Nightwing and then just pass it on when you're tired or if you die. It just pass makes, the mental. Like, just pass it on. Yeah, because you've had no ninja training. You're, you have no idea how to use any of this equipment. You're not going to last long. So just pass it on <laughs> when, you're, when you're done or go grab an assistant from it's upstairs. Bit of, bit of a dog really, that, looking at me. No, but that's exactly what it came across at when you just opened it up to orphans and it's like well you're all batmans you're all angry batmans now it makes maybe no you want sense. to start an army a bat army well okay yeah i suppose we don't know if there was a note with it maybe it was just go yeah, and see. give them all batarangs and you're all set i have no exactly. idea see um but either way That's i didn't odd. dig it and then it goes straight to uh the cafe thing I, I obviously i will give you time to address each of these points yourselves so i don't mean to just rah, rah, rah. Um, but uh, the yes, the cafe thing again. I I didn't dig it. Um, uh, this is obviously as we said, Alfred uh, going to this cafe. He recounts the fantasy of going there and seeing Bruce, basically. Um, and it's like 
So how does this work? Does Bruce says to Selena, hey, let's run away. And she's like, cool, where should we go? Well, we have to go to Italy and just stay to, in this cafe every single day with the hopes that Alfred would one day frequent <laughs> this place. And it's like, well, why don't you just tell him oh, you're alive a- now? Well, you could just tell him you're alive now. That's, he may never go there and you'll, he'll live forever with the, the belief that you're dead. A, no, no, very, this is how it has to cynical go. Way. That's a very cynical way of looking at it. Maybe, you know, Alfred no. kept on telling him about this place and he was like, you know what, that sounds really nice. I'd really love to visit there someday. <laughs> and now he's got his lovely woman and he doesn't have to worry about being Batman all the time. He's like, you know what, let me go check out this place that Alfred recommended to me all those years ago. And just happened coincidentally just to be happened. there same time Alfred, Alfred was. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I, well, you've hmm. also missed out the uh, the Lucian Fox reveal, haven't you? Oh, oh when he shuts down the whole, he shuts down the whole thing. The not the wait. What does he do again? Oh, he, well, he realizes that the the system that Bruce basically overrode wasn't yes. broken so that Batman he he's alive basically. It's just the teaser yeah. to the fact oh, that he's yes. yeah, yeah. It's the, 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 the tasty little nod that he knew exactly what he was doing and he's not dead, basically. Yeah. 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 So that's that's my official rant. So I don't know, do you want to go through each stage and then <laughs> I mean I'd been it all off to be honest. I mean well, I mean, okay. The the handing over the mantle to Nightwing, Robin, Bat Kid, whatever. Um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't mind that so much outside of the whole Robin thing. That was like I'm pretty sure in my head I I, I may have said it out loud. Just like seriously, get that weak shit out of here. It's just absolutely drizzling shit, drizzling shit. Um, but I didn't mind that that kind of handing over the mantle to him kind of thing that uh, that I could I could let that slide the cafe thing was was garbage um <laughs> that that was that was absolutely atrocious I'd have rather he just died to be honest yeah um and what was the other one uh, uh Wayne Manor uh yeah I mean they're gonna turn it into a, a little or you know Ikea <laughs> I mean I I could I can live with that as well. I I mean that uh, yeah, I think a couple of those things would have been nice. Maybe doing all of them was a bit overkill. I mean, especially after the film had been running for 160 minutes. I don't know another 5 minutes you telling me exactly what happens after the guy died supposedly. So, um so yeah, I mean a few tweaks here and there. I I it, it would it didn't wind me up as much as it wound you up obviously, but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really, really, really ground your gears, didn't it? And at what <laughs> point did he change his will? Oh, God. <laughs> like, seriously, like, was it after he supposedly died, but then the people just said, oh, but so you're alive then? Like, like, at what point did he do any of that? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> while Gotham was in turmoil for months or... While his just back got, was being fixed, yeah. I have no idea. Just got in touch with Salissa and said, look, I need to make some changes. Yeah, where are you? I'm in a hole in Cuba or something. Some, like. some shit's <laughs> going to go down and I need to I need to amend my will. You may have just emailed him. My biggest issue with the whole thing is that this was 
a really good trilogy. And Nolan and whoever else was behind these films, which were a phenomenal success. We, we've already said that this film made a, you know over a, a billion dollars, presumably. Why did they decide that, you know what, we, we've, we've beautifully set up uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt to become the new Batman or Nightwing or however, however that was going to come to fruition. It was a very good setup for another series of films. Even if Nolan had sort of said, you know what, I'm going to hand the mantle over to another director, etc., etc." Bat Knight it, Kid, that's the one. <laughs> Superboy. <laughs> oh, God. No. It was just so frustrating that they then went, no, no, we're going to reboot it again. And it was just like, no, come on. I, I would rather they had done at least sort of, I don't know, at least considered, at least tried to make one movie, one movie with some continuity um, rather than this, this kind of weird open-ended, uh, very unsatisfying sort of final set piece to the trilogy. If, yeah, if- I, I don't remember if it was rumours or uh, just you know, massive internet speculation. But I remember when there was the concept of for Man of Steel 2 when they were talking about expanding sort of the, the their DC universe. I remember there was a lot of talk at the time about Gordon Levitt actually playing Batman in whatever would have followed, like Batman versus Superman or anything like that. So I don't know if that was just a massive, like, oh, that wouldn't that be great, as you said, Dan, to just continue that to see where his character actually goes. Well, you, guys, you guys, you guys, I, I can't believe we're, go, we're going back on the subject because I, I think it's well documented how terrible DC are in terms of their continuity. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, actually making their films make sense amongst each other, let alone within the film itself. I mean, they 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 got they they have pre like so much history of starting up a a franchise or start or doing a movie and then bending off and doing something else, going in a different direction. There's like, there's zero continuity through pretty much every film they've done. I mean, it's yeah. I, I'm, it I'm been interesting, I guess with the new Robert Pattinson series, if that had been the Gordon Levitt, you know, approach to just taking it forward from there. But um, I don't know if Nolan specifically, you know, the person that blocked it, or if maybe there was, oh, I guess there probably never was a plan to do it, I might imagine, but... There might there might have been a half plan to do it, or, or like a thought to do it, but they they chop and change their minds so often, and there's no long-term, they're, teaming, they're seemingly no long-term strategy either, so, you know... Well, I, I, and I get that, but why did they, why did they do that ending if there wasn't going to be any more films? No, they, they may. Well, they may. I think they often do that sort of thing with a sense of let's do this to give us an option to do something at a yeah, later date yeah. if we choose to, and then they probably just forget about it and go, "Oh no, remember we did that thing." Uh, don't worry about it; it's fine. We'll do something else now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that that's the thing that most riles me about that ending. It's just like it it went on forever. You know, it, it was at least half an hour of, of extra kind of footage to, to 
you know, to line up all these <gasps> moments. Oh my God, he he survived, and oh my God, he he knew he was he he knew it all along, and he was going to meet him there, and and he was Robin, and he's now going to become Batman, and look, there's all the kids that are going to become Batman as well, and it's just like, okay, great, so that that's continuity, but yeah, and then within it, it felt like within a year or two of this movie coming out, they'd already decided that they were not going to do anything else with these characters and actors and actresses. And I was just like, oh, no, come on, please, not not rebooting it all again. It's just exhausting. Was there enough in what they presented as, you know, as Gordon Levitt or... Was there enough intrigue for you to have wanted to see that? Or is it just the fact you didn't want it rebooted again when you technically had a guy in the waiting right there? Um, whether or not it was strong enough to make me think, ooh, I really want to see you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Batman, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, at the time, yeah, I think at the time it felt a little bit unlikely. But I think I would rather that than the absolute nonsense and that followed and i'm not this isn't me having a go um ben affleck i actually quite like him as batman but i just think that you know the the recent slew of dc films have just been absolute garbage when they had such a good foundation laid by you know by christopher nolan basically and and his brother and um well, even even going back further, going back further, you could say they had a good foundation laid by the Keaton Batman films. Yeah, but that that I can understand what happened there because they were the reason those films got went so terrible is because they wanted to make more money out of merchandising. They wanted to sell yeah. toys. They wanted to. It, yeah. it was very much aiming at, at kids. Yeah. Um, so but I can I, kind of see what happened there. But I mean, in terms of like, you've got the franchise, the Batman franchise to utilize, but it's not just the Batman franchise. You could, you know, you can, which they have started to do, utilize the whole of that universe. And they could have stolen a march on, on you know, if they'd had someone that had the, the vision and the foresight to go, you know what, maybe we could do, maybe utilize these characters and do like an interwoven universe and like have like another Superman film and have you know, an Aquaman, like, you know, that, that, they, they had, the Batman films, the first couple anyway, raised the stock of the comic book movie genre, like quite considerably from what, what had come before. Um, and you know, that would have been a great time for them to go, okay, get some, let's get some solid directors in and start building on what we've got here. But like you say, they, went down the route of, yeah, let's just make a shitload of money and sell that some merch. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a real shame as well. Cause DC have got some strong characters, strong villains in, in that, in their, um, catalog. And like you say, a lot of the films that have come out recently have just been not great to say the least. I'm going to yeah, see one woman though. So, you know, They've not all been terrible, but mostly terrible, and the, yeah. the good ones are average. So yeah, um, so yeah, that 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 I think was my main issue with it. Um, 
but I, I I kind of agree with you, Imran. Having the reveal, the Robin reveal was a bit was awful, and having nudge nudge wink wink. Yeah, exactly. Having having Batman, sorry, well having Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle sat at that cafe in Italy. <laughs> <Not the company. laughs> yeah, having a. I was going to say croissant, but maybe <laughs> maybe cannoli, having a cannoli and a and a pizza. Wait, we just <laughs> turn up. But just as the but just, just, just another, Robin thing, Selena, just another five minutes. He'll be here. Yeah. he'll be here. He'll be here. He's here. He's just he's not come to this freaking cafe. We've been here every day for six months. He's not coming. Just call him. No, this was the thing. No, we need this to have this dream. moment just so I can give him a little nod, a little wink. Hey, I heard that. I actually, in sort of just prepping for this, apparently there was some kind of Inception-esque, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, uncertainty, I guess. Uh, whether... Alfred actually saw them there, or whether it was kind of oh, yeah, inception esque ambiguity, is what I should have said about whether he actually saw them, or whether it was kind of him, his wishful thinking, his wishful thinking, yeah. uh, which I, I I never got the impression of. Um, I never actually looked at it like that at all, and that's maybe he's just really drunk and he's just seen things. Been drinking solidly since since Bruce died, and he's like, oh. <laughs> And then the camera pans out, and there's like a giant like dog sat at his table. Like, <laughs> yes. It's like, what's wrong, Alfred? He's like, I think I see Master Bruce. And the waiters in the back just like, yeah, let's just get this guy out of here. It's just not yeah. I think they they wouldn't have had that reveal. It you know they there wouldn't be that um, what's the word? Lucius, that, that yeah, if it wasn't right. for the Lucius Fox bit. The, the kind of oh, but maybe that was part of the fantasy dream as well. Maybe again, we were once again in Alfred's head. A really massive. Say the last five minutes, because yeah, the last five minutes of the film was just like a Dallas esque uh, dream where, where just none of it happened, and actually Alfred's at home pissed on whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it was also pretty harsh on Alfred because if you remember, there was a really long funeral scene as well. So he was sobbing his heart out. Exactly. Only to find out that it was all all a lie. That's what, that's and, what Yeah. And, and he, Bruce is probably in the trees, like, watching him from... Like, <laughs> Why is he in a tree? <laughs> because he's Batman. He hides in obscure in places. <laughs> <laughs> like a bat. He was probably just, like, hiding, just saying, don't worry, Alfred, book that flight, and I will appear. <laughs> Imagine if he just sort of blurted out there, like, I'll never go to Italy again, Master Bruce. And he's like, oh, shoot. Do you know what? I'm I, gonna I, tell him. That whole ending would have been made better if they'd added another minute on it. <laughs> Hear me out, Dan, before you lose your shit. <laughs> another minute where Alfred is waving at him, saying, oh, no, hi, Bruce. And then walks over and smashes a plate on his head and just kicks the shit out of him for a minute. Why'd you put me through that shit, you bastard? It's just levers him completely. Yeah. That would, have, that would have made it. That would have, that would have turned that whole ending around for me. You made me think you were fucking dead, Master Bruce. You <laughs> says it's an old school Cockney gangster, Michael Caine. Well, exactly, yeah. uh, you, only, you only went and blowed the fucking. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to blow. No, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I think yeah. we I, is that so? Is that how we're going to change the ending then? Because we didn't actually get to that part. How how would well, you? It's I a mean, really brief ending. Before you, before you say anything, before you say mm. anything, just you know, I have given you an ending that yes. would would have worked. So, what okay. would you like to do? Well, <laughs> before before your brilliant ending of <laughs> Alfred's ecstasy uh, in, infused uh, Whoa, tr- right. trip. I didn't mention uh, which, any drugs. Oh, oh no. I said, well, I went with ecstasy as opposed to whiskey. But um, I went to... Zero to like, 60, right? <laughs> so Ow, what I would have done... All that acid. What I probably... Well, what I would have, I, well, there's a few things that I kind of would have liked, but the majority of them involve changing far too much of the movie. And I don't, that's not my intention. And it's not certainly not the intention of the, the, this episode, but um, what I probably would have liked is, is Bruce does bite the proverbial bullet. And so he does his sacrificial um, uh, exit is true. And he does die. And I probably at the funeral scene, um, which has, you know, the key members in Team Batman from Alfred to Commissioner Gordon to Gordon Levitt and Lucius. I would have had Gordon Levitt maybe in that moment saying, you know, I let's let's continue. Let's we don't have to let his death be in vain and we can continue the legacy of of the Batman in whatever format that is. And they're all like, You're you're freaking crazy. Like uh, there's Team no Batman. way. Yeah, it's, you know, and almost Gordon Levitt kind of spearheading, uh, have a lengthy scene, uh, yeah. oh, it's more time, um, oh, but having, <laughs> having, having a, 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 <laughs> the, I can hear know, his eyes switching having, from here. <laughs> he, he's gnawing on his microphone right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I just kind of, the, I, 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 I love the idea of the, the passing of, well, not so much the passing of the mantle from Bruce, so it didn't make sense mm-hmm. to me, but the idea of Gordon Levitt taking the role, uh, I thought was was really cool. And just to simplify the, the the ending for me, I would have had Gordon Levitt basically say to to the team Gordon Levitt now to say, "Look, we, this doesn't have to be the end, and we can continue what was what we what you know what Bruce was doing and what you were doing with Bruce, and we can do this together, basically." Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a very simplified, a very very basic ending. But I mean, I remember like kind of going back to you know, things that I would change, not, not, I wouldn't change it, but things that would excite me to watch on a grander scale in terms of the changes were, you know, with the initial comic book version of that backbreaking thing, obviously that spawns into a new Batman in, is it Azazel or Azriel? Azazel. Azazel, yeah. The French dude, the crazy dude. I forget. Yes. And it's, you know, it's, it's to have that night story. Fall, nightfall story. Talking about. Exactly. Like, yeah. So to have had that more, but now we're changing the film drastically and i don't think you've even got enough time to tell that story in the yes, you know that's, that's a whole other movie really but that's another trilogy in itself probably well yeah but uh so that's why i wouldn't um cite things like that but i it would have been cool to maybe in that moment of bruce not physically being able to do it to see him teaching mentoring in that respect kind of almost gordon levitt's character or something like that you know taking on that role that might have been fun but again for the oh, sorry, Azrael. It was sorry, not Azrael. Azrael, Azrael. Right. Yeah, um, but, but um, also you could also do it that. Okay, it looks like he's dead. You have the handover of you know Gordon Levitt becoming Nightwing, and then at some point in another film, 
it turns out, you know, you get the reveal that he didn't die, and you kind of have Batman and Nightwing in the same universe, and Bat and Batman's more the mentor, like you said. They don't have to have, you know, you can just cut out the the weird weird scene in 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 Italy, and instead have, you know, you you could have all the bit with, you know, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt taking over the mantra of of Batman and becoming Nightwing or whatever. And then you could end with the um, Lucius Fox reveal. And that could just be Ooh. the... Ooh. But, but without any confirmation, just just a seed of doubt that he's dead. And that, that's all you need. Yeah, I was, I was going to do, do something similar. Like, uh, were you saying about the funeral scene? Was it raining during that scene as well? No. Yeah. It's normally raining in funeral scenes, but anyway, I don't know why that was important. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I, you know, you could have had something to it. And I, I like the as Dan was saying the kind of ambigu- ambiguity of you know, or maybe he didn't die, sort of thing. Like you have the funeral scene, and off in the distance, you see like a kind of you see someone off in the distance, and then like Robin turns around or Alfred turns around, and and the person disappears. You know, and he's not quite sure if he's seen him or something like that. <laughs> Something along those lines, just something that's not so like in your face. Hey, I'm still alive. Hey, right here with my girlfriend. Look. Yeah, really just like now. openly waving the middle it's of It's just, yeah. Of it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, Alfred. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised he didn't see like Bane sitting on a couple of tables over. <laughs> hey, I'm here as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Let's all jump on a table together. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, that might be the best made impression I've ever had. Oh, hello, laddie. <laughs> I'm here as well. Um, I didn't know I was Irish. Didn't know I was Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's the kind of there's a lot of. It, it feels like a very, in some ways, a, a very Hollywood kind of ending, which is surprising for Christopher Nolan. I I think he's normally a bit more. But- to kill Bruce Wayne, like it is a very Hollywood ending, and I think I watched that film with anticipation to see if they would go with the bold finish. Mm. And, um, and and it, I would, I, I'm surprised Nolan went the way he did with that. I mean, maybe maybe it was like the uh, Warner Brothers, like, no, you can't kill him off because we need to use him for future franchises. So I don't know, maybe. He but was... there was also there's a cut scene. There's a really really uh, not many people know about this. Uh, <laughs> Which Ooh. has has Bruce Wayne going through, you know, Italian customs. <laughs> and Bruce Wayne hands the, you know, hands the the customs woman his passport, and she just looks at the photo and looks at the passport and goes, "Oh, um, yeah. Uh, so, 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 Patrick Bateman. So, you're you're yeah. um, how many how many weeks are you staying?" <laughs> oh, like he, he, oh, like it's on the passport, Patrick Bateman. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Nice. I love that. And then the, the free, that. his face freezes, and then you hear Phil Collins and the playing in the background. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. And then end scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that has to be the definitive ending. I think, yeah. I think we have, I think we have reached our. Uh, our logical conclusion, unless we have an even more stupendously ridiculous 
Yeah, you, your, your use of the word logical was interesting. As it? <laughs> <laughs> Thought I'd be liberal with that one. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. That was a cool discussion. I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, basically <laughs> just tearing the end of Dark Knights uh, apart. But um, but yes, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening to the podcast. Uh, catch us next time and uh, goodbye from us for now.
I didn't think it was a, a an amazing film. But then after I watched Dark uh, Dark Knight Returns, have I got it right? Nope. 